Hello and welcome to another episode of Academy Outcasts, a cinematic education from one friend to another. I am your host, Morgan Spatola. And I am your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. Are you in a musical today? I don't know. Maybe. But we'll see. (laughs) Morgan, are you excited to record another episode of Academy Outcasts today? (laughs) This voice makes me really excited, actually. Well, because usually when people talk like this, they're about to break out in song. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Academy Outcast! A cinematic education. What's the rest of it? What? You From know what? one friend to another. You know what the rest of our uh, tagline is? I had a mental break because I was exploding in song. And that's where I was. You can't even make it rhyme. Songs don't always need to rhyme. Especially when you're talking and gearing up for a musical number. <laughs> Perhaps an ensemble in which everybody sings. Wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden like an ensemble choir just came out of nowhere? Yep. Do you have an ensemble choir planned for us today? Guys, come in! <laughs> no. Oh, damn. <laughs> That would be cool, though. I was waiting for the Foley work on that. Yeah, is this the first time I'm talking normal on this podcast? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, how's it going? Have you seen a musical lately, or what's up with the... Well, no? I might have seen a musical a few days ago, maybe a week ago, I forget. But it was a melody of musicals, and it spoke to my soul. Are you talking about the... ASU Gamage National High School Musical Theater Awards, perhaps? Maybe. Um, Yeah, so uh, that was cool. Um, Which we attended. We did attend. To support my brother. Yes. I was going to say ancestor, but she wasn't in it. So she was there, though. (laughs) I was very sleepy because I had um, just came from work and I might have dozed off. But then I woke up and I was like, whoa, there's all these people doing musical numbers and dancing and it was very inspiring it was and then that inspiration went out the freaking window because i turned over to you and asked you if you had seen a movie in which a song was from and of course you said no (laughs) to my surprise even though i shouldn't have been surprised (laughs) and i was like okay (laughs) That does it. Right, singing in the rain. We need to educate this person on some freaking musicals. Is that what we're doing this week? Yes, it is. Hooray! Uh, the list for this podcast episode is about musicals. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and how shit. everybody talks like this before they sing. <sighs> yeah, anyway. now now the voice is getting old. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. And, like, sometimes when, like, the high school kids are, like, nervous, they do this weird, like, pose where they're, like, standing, but they're, like, crouching, like, their back is, like, crouched to the audience, but they're, like, standing in one spot, and it's, like, this weird, awkward, Because like, the theater teacher's, like, soften your knees! Yeah. And, and then like, they, like... They're, like, I don't know how to stand! <laughs> then they, like, do, like, this half-sit I know, yeah. thing, like, this, like, yeah. It's, like, I'm only 17, and I'm singing and acting and doing this triple threat for, like, hundreds of people! Don't tell me how to stand. Damage auditorium or theater or whatever. Well, your mom. Um, You're a mom. No. What? No. Um, So, yeah. Cool. We we got some musicals for you. Oh, I'm so excited. That will give you chills. It's going to be awesome. Yes. And then there's also a little bonus tier movie that I'm going to add to it after 
um, the uh, the uh, list. So it'll be almost one of those things where you can have the prize that you know of, or you uh-huh. can have the mystery box. Ooh. So um, if none of these, so mo- you're gonna list. The five movies, and then I think about that, or I could just be like, give me the mystery movie. Or give me the mystery movie. Ooh, yep. wow. Mm-hmm. Little mystery box movie. Is the mystery movie a musical also? Maybe. You don't have Because if it wasn't, that would be weird. Yeah, I know. Especially since you set it all up for musicals. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, maybe. Okay. Um, we'll see. Any hoozles, are you ready for me to slightly... Love tap you with this list? Thomas, I want you to hit me with that list. Okay, well, that's just inappropriate. I don't hit women. Okay, I don't. Okay. Just men in bars after they hit on my women. Don't be hitting on my baby's mama. That's... Or I will slap you! Slappity, slappity, slap! Sounds like... And then I stand up on the bar and I tap dance while singing a musical after I just kicked their ass. Or hitting on my women's. I look after my women's. Is that South Park? Uh, a bit of it was. Yeah. Some of it was. <laughs> See, with me, I'm just a weird, just collage of movie show references. I don't. I don't think I have a free standing thought in my head. It's just all me spewing out fragments <laughs> of movie quotes and show quotes and pop culture references. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Except for on this show, when we actually talk about our opinions about them. Let's do the list. Let me caress you with that list. <laughs> okay. Okay, so first one, first and foremost, let's get this out of the way, Singing in the Rain. Nope. Which you know, have you seen? No, I have not seen Singing in the Rain. So hang on, let me ask you this question. So out of all the pop culture references, out of the Singing in the Rain, you never once ever just like, hmm, I wonder what that movie's all about. No. And just like said, Mom, I'd like to see that movie. No. Did your mom not let you watch movies when you were a kid? (laughs) Is this what this is all about? Oh, my God. She's like, no, you can't see it. It's true. We didn't even own a TV. Yeah, I could see that. I'm just kidding. We did have a TV. My mom even paid for cable, but we didn't watch TV, so I don't know what the thing there was all about. Mm. Mother. Mm. Miss whatever. Anyway, um, so what do you think it's about? What do I think it's about? Other than Singing in the Rain. Okay, well, you made me watch the one excerpt of it after I told you that I hadn't been, yeah. or that I hadn't seen it. Another song. Yeah. And they kind of gave away a little bit of the plot yeah, so, in the beginning. So based off of watching the excerpt of the Good Morning song. Good morning. Is that what it's good called? Good morning. It's great to stay up land. Good morning. Anyway. Good morning. So, <laughs> so based off of the excerpt that you showed me from that... I think it's about a guy that is adapting a novel into a musical, and that's it. That's all I've got for you. Yeah, it's kind of a musical of making a musical. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. So it's, it's kind of like... Weird. It's meta, bro. So meta. It's meta. So anyway. ahead of its time, it's so meta. I know. Totes my goats. All right, cool. we're going to run through this list because whatever we pick, we're probably going to talk about a lot because there's a lot to musicals. Okay. Anyway, so next one. Hello, Dolly. Uh, I've seen the beginning of Hello, Dolly. Well, that's the best part But of not the whole whole thing of Hello, Dolly. So. Out there. Yeah. There's a world outside of Yonkers. <laughs> Way out there beyond this hick town, Barnaby. Take it. So it's about- Take it. No, I don't know how it goes. So it's about, um, 
this woman that is like, she's like a professional matchmaker, I think, or something like that. And she basically like sets up a, a man with a, a lady and that's her job to do that. And they wear fancy dresses. That's what I'm pretty sure it's about. And Walter Matthau is in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's nailed it. <laughs> At okay. least I got the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, next one, which if you say no to this, oh God. this table is flipping the freak no, over. No, not my fancy equipment. The Sound of Music. I've seen The Sound of Music. Okay, good. God. Oh, God, what do you take me for? <laughs> In fact, I've seen The Sound of Music so many fucking times because here's why. why? So... My stepmother, as you know, is Mexican, and so we went to Mexico to visit her parents and some extended family, and we were there for about seven to ten days or something like that. And my step-grandparents, the only English movies that they had in the house, there were two. Uh One was The Sound of Music. And the other one was The Pacifier. Oh, no. <laughs> with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which if you've ever seen that movie, it's one terrible. of the main characters is auditioning for the musical The Sound oh, of really? Music I, in the movie. I guess I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, either. so not only have I seen The Sound of Music <laughs> 8 million times, I've also seen a movie that is kind of about, about the, sound the Sound of Music, of music. 8 million times. Because oh, those are the funny. only, like, anytime you walked by the TV, one of those two movies was on the TV because they were the only ones in English that were yep. there. So yep. there was that. Not okay. that we were just watching TV the whole time, but that, that's like all that was on TV the that's whole time funny. were those that's two cool. movies, which is so funny. So. It almost reminds me of the story that I think M- Mila Kunis has. Like she kind of learned the foundation of her English by watching The Wheel of Fortune. Oh, really? That was like one of the few shows in like the Ukraine or whatever uh-huh. that they had. Anyway, um, so, well, that's cool. That's a good story behind I think the we sound also watched Seven Wives for Seven Brothers, but it was in Spanish. I have never even heard of it. Oh, it's like a classic. Oh, yeah. God. Anyway. Oh, okay. Anyway. All it's right. about these seven wives. <laughs> it really? For seven brothers. <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> anyway. You don't say. Okay, anyway. So the next one is um, one that, uh, oh yeah, this was on, um, this was in the performances. Um, and they didn't do the song I wanted them to. Oh, actually they did. The, um, uh, like, something help the mister that comes between me oh, and Oh yeah, White Christmas? Well, yeah, White Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah, White Christmas. No. No, you haven't? So I haven't, but I know that that song, Sisters, yeah. because it's like a popular burlesque song because oh. of the fans. So girls always do duets to ah, it in burlesque. Gotcha. So. And I think yep. uh, the in the movie, it's either George Clooney's mom or like aunt or oh, something that's, that's weird. in it. That's cool. Um, and uh, she has a very, very big, broad like face, which is weird. It hmm. kind of looks like George Clooney a bit. Interesting. Um, anyway, so, okay, next one. God, it's like I can't even say this movie title without actually just like saying it. But Oklahoma. I've not seen Oklahoma. Oklahoma when the wind comes rimming down the plains. And the waving wheat, it sure smells sweet. Okay. So Oklahoma. (laughs) It's about people in Oklahoma doing Oklahoma things. Yeah, no, seriously, I have no idea what it's about. Is that um, pretty much it, or what? Yeah, it's about, like, settlers, and they're, like, trying to establish, like, a town, and then there's, like, a carousel, and then there's, like, a really hot guy, and then there's a guy who gets stabbed, and then he jumps Jeez. off a haystack, and then they're singing about stuff. And honestly, I'm a little hazy about what the musical is about, and I felt. <laughs> okay. But I remember my sister would make me watch this, like, a thousand freaking times. Who's it by? Roger and Hammerstein. Oh, it's going to be so good. They're my fave. I know. Okay. So you got all those. Now, the mystery box movie. Oh, my God. So I will say that it is a musical. Oh. 
And oh, this is so like you. What do I do? May or may not have seen it because it is a relatively popular one. What if I've seen it? Then honestly, I would like to know when you saw it, and if it was over a year ago, you should see it again. Because let okay. me say this, and this is going to you know pump up the enticement <gasps> of the mystery movie. What this probably falls. And you know me, I have a very, very difficult time listing my favorite movies. <gasps> it's impossible for me to do top three, top five, top ten, or even twenty. But I would say that this movie easily falls top ten favorite movies. Not even musicals. Movies. Is it? I will cry. No, don't don't guess. No, but I want to no, ask I'll, questions. No, no, hang on. No, because then you're going to guess. And then you're going to be like, what? I want, I want the decision to be... Either something you know or the mystery box. And I will say this. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Can I just ask one question about it? Is it going to give it away? No, probably not. Okay, what? Is it an old movie? No. I kind of gave it away, didn't it? But um, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. So, you have classics. Okay, so yeah, go over the list Two by again. Roger and Hammer, Hammerstein. Actually, three, because I think Hello Dolly, Dolly is... I'm pretty is sure Roger. that's them, too. Um, so, Oklahoma Sound of Music, uh, Hello Dolly is um, Roger and Hammerstein. You got Singing in the Rain, Can't Go Wrong with Gene Kelly, Kills It. I mean, seriously, Singing in the Rain goes down in history as, like, one of the biggest, best movies of all time. Um, just because it was so, like, intricate and just so elaborate and so detailed and so amazing. And Gene mm-hmm. Kelly, I mean, the dude is a genius when it comes... Because he, like, wrote, directed, and, like, choreographer... Choreographer... I don't know. Choreographed. There we go. Um, the freaking show. And you should see some of his dances. He kills it. He's, like, one of the best dancers, like, you've ever seen. Um, and he was also a freak on set. Uh, very controlled. Very perfectionist. And Whoa. people went insane um, with him. And then uh, White Christmas. So, Singing in the Rain, Hello, Dolly, Sound of Music, White Christmas, Oklahoma, or the mystery movie <gasps> that falls... I- in my top 10, and you will not be disappointed. But you may or may not have seen it, but I feel like if you have seen it, it's been a while, and you need to see it again. What do I pick? I don't know. <gasps> what do I pick? Oh my god, um, I don't know. It's a good one for the coin, but... Ah! Okay, so... Even if it... Like, even if the mystery movie wasn't a part of this, like, I still don't know what to pick. Yeah. So, okay, so let me just... I just need to narrow it down okay. so that it's not a bunch of choices. So, so Sound of Music, we already seen, so you can take that Okay, out. good. Okay. And then, um, so... White Christmas, in my opinion, is kind of boring. What is it even about? I don't even know what it's about. It's like they do crap during World War Two or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's, it's Bur- or not Burlized, but um, Bing Crosby's in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, White Christmas, um, Singing in the Rain... Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly. Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma. Oh my god, I don't know. In my opinion, it would be between Singing in the Rain and the Mystery Movie. Yeah, I'm kind of, that's kind of where I'm leaning. So, because I really liked that video that you showed me of Singing in the Rain of the Good Morning yep. song. It was a very good video. And also, Tap Dance is like underrated. Like, why oh, can't yeah. we just bring Tap Dancing back? Let's bring it back. Like, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. Um... So that or the mystery movie. That oh, falls man. in my top ten. <gasps> That's kind of a big deal. I don't know. I'm like racking my brains to see if you've ever like talked about it or not, but I honestly have no idea because my memory is so bad. And you will it's it's guaranteed I will cry during this movie. <gasps> like I love it's guaranteed. You cry. <laughs> I love seeing you cry. <laughs> I try to make you do it all the time. No. no. <laughs> um oh, God. like tears down my face. Crying. Okay. I, what's the mystery movie? I gotta do the mystery movie. Are you choosing I'm it? choosing the mystery movie. 
Moulin Rouge. <gasps> I've seen Moulin Rouge. Have you? Yes. When though? Oh, it was a while ago. A while ago. Yeah. Good. Okay. So you're oh, gonna. Oh, I've seen that one. You're gonna relive it. Oh my god. And it's gonna be amazing for uh, you. Baz Lerman. Baz Lerman. He's indeed. so good. Oh, look at you he, knowing he, the writer yeah, and director. He's great. Oh yeah. Ah. Uh, are you okay. are you satisfied? Yeah, no, I'm excited. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, Moulin Ooh. Rouge. It is. Okay, okay. let's watch cool. it. Okay, let's go watch. He entered a world where fantasy is real, where he could be anything he wanted, <laughs> and where he would discover the most dangerous temptation of all. Come and get me, boys. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. I believe you were expecting me. Yes. Silly thinking of falling in love with someone like me. I can't fall in love with anyone and make men believe what they want to believe. Never knew I could feel like this. I believe in truth, freedom, and above all things, love. Like I've never seen the sky. the financial resources to make you a star. You don't have to wear that dress tonight. I require a contract that binds Satine to me exclusively. He could destroy everything. I don't care. We have each other. Make Christian believe you don't love him. He'll fight for me. Hurt him. Hurt him to save him. Whatever happens, no matter how bad things get, we love one another. are back. I want to talk about Nectar. And no, I'm not talking about the juice. Nectar makes the most comfortable mattresses available and sells the Nectar mattress directly to you by cutting out the middlemen and markups. You can enjoy the best mattress at a much better price. Nectar is designed for every type of sleeper and arrives backed by their full comfort guarantee and forever warranty, plus a full year sleep trial, so you can make sure Nectar is right for you at no risk. Nectar arrives straight to your door, and if you like, they can set up your Nectar mattress and remove your old mattress for you, so you won't get stuck with that stinky old mattress after you get your new one. 
Thousands of Nectar customers and over 20 mattress review sites think that Nectar is the most comfortable, woo, Nectar is the most comfortable mattress you can purchase. And if you don't agree, they'll take the mattress back and refund your full purchase. And now our listeners can take $100 off the purchase of their mattresses. Just go to bit.ly slash scavsleep. That's S-C-A-V. S-L-E-E-P. No wonder everybody wants a Nectar Sleep mattress. Freshly. Freshly offers chef-prepared, all-natural, gourmet meals delivered to customers' doorsteps through a weekly description model. Healthy means that our menu is designed using whole natural ingredients. Every meal is packed with high-quality proteins, heart-healthy fats, and nutrients-dense carbohydrates. Freshly meals will never contain gluten, refined sugars, or artificial additives. Meals arrive fresh, never frozen, and are ready to eat within three minutes. And as a Scavenger Network listener, you can take 30% off your first week if you go to bit, that's B-I-T, dot L-Y backslash scav fresh S-C-A-V fresh F-R-E-S-H. Wow. So we'll link those in the comments. So we just watched Moulin Rouge. Singing in the Rain. No. Oh, wait. What was it? Moulin Rouge. Oh, you were there. Right. I was there. And it was the mystery movie. Yes. How'd you like it? That was thrilling. Again. Yes. So okay, I've already well, seen on. that one. Well, so hang on, hang on. Let me let me um, do something a bit odd. Which uh, this list was a bit odd because of the mystery movie. You had seen a movie that we watched again, but you hadn't seen it for a while. Yeah. What stood out to you? Well, I think that this time watching it, I brought my analytical eye. Oh, okay. And there so some go. of the editing is what stood out to me. Oh. Like, and I found continuity error yes you did and also i um did so there were a couple things that really bugged me um actually unfortunately and one was the sound mixing of the movie so the way the sound was mixed sometimes it was like really quiet which was like really weird and it was like i couldn't hear what they were saying like i felt like we would have had to turn the tv up even more but then all of a sudden it got really loud so i thought the sound mixing was really strange and then another thing that I noticed was a couple times when, like, it was like they were panning in or out for, like, a really big wide shot for some grand sc- grand scene or whatever. And it seemed like whatever they had the camera mounted on was, like, bouncing up and down. And it was, like, so imperceptible. But I kept seeing it, and it was, like, really throwing my shit off. And then finally, oh, the continuity so, so error... three points. Okay. Yes. <laughs> finally, the continuity error at the very end when um, he jumps off... The stage, he was wearing the guy's costume, he gets off the stage, and then it goes back to the stage, and then it comes, the camera pans back over to him, and he's not wearing the costume anymore. So, those are my three things I noticed. Yeah, so, um, I guess I'll go in reverse. Uh, The costume uh, malfunction, if you will, um, about Ian McGregor, Christian, um, you know, going off, you you know, you wonder if that's just the flow of the story. Like, Like, did he take it off? between the time lapse of when the camera like shot him next because there was a lot of on stage shots yeah like you, you saw you saw nicole kidman you saw uh john guizama you saw G- jim broadband 
and it, it, it gave him uh, well enough time to take off the costume. Was that a continuity error? Well, I would say so, but but only because of like the audience's point of view. Yeah, yes, it is a. Well, it is a- the other thing I'll say about that is the costume that he was wearing on stage. He was wearing a vest underneath the coat. And then he was wearing a vest but, off stage. It was different color. So it's like he took it, was it a off different color. and was like, it was a different color. Vest. Oh, okay. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. Like he was wearing a red vest See, with no, a I white thought, coat. I thought it was just like a shedding of like costumes, like where like he was wearing less than yeah. what he was before. It totally changed. If it was a different color, then that's a different yeah, story. It completely then, changed. Then, so. then my my argument is null and void. But or maybe whatever. that's what they thought they could get away with or something. Apparently. I mean, <laughs> it was 2001. So what was your other point? Your other point was in the elephant um yeah uh, singing uh, remind me well they were me. panning in and out and it was shaky yeah the it was shaky, was shaky. shaky yeah yeah it and was like it was mounted on something that was bouncing yeah you're right so weird and, and i mean if i feel like that, that that's something that anybody who's making a somewhat high budget film should nail right and should master right like i mean it's okay even nicole kidman back in that day was big. Yeah. Ian McGregor was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I think you heard me geek out about the actor yeah. over and over I again. I know. So you have these big actors and then you have like a bouncy camera rig. Like, and Boz Lerman did a remake of Obi- uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Why am I keep saying that? Of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Which, I mean... Uh, every teenager in the 90s, a.k.a. early 2000s, had a poster of Leonardo DiCaprio being yep. Romeo. Yep. It was so cliche, but yeah. then it was so deliciously cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like, oh, I, do you not have the budget for a steady cam? Yeah, Why? exactly. Do you want me to do a recap of the film? Well, you already saw it, so I mean, I think we should both do a recap of the film. Okay, fine. That's a good option. I think that's a good option. I just feel like we usually recap the film for our folks, and I feel like maybe we should. So what happened? So Christian, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Kenobi. A.k.a. Ian McGregor. Yep. uh, Moves to Paris to pursue his life of being a writer. With this obsessive addiction to love. Yes, as his father says. Very good. And he falls in with a pack of bohemian artist folks. Christian, yes. Mm -hmm. Truth, beauty, and love. And freedom. And freedom. That was another one. Yes. That's a good good uh to loose right there that you got going yes um and then they are trying to put together a play um called spectacular spectacular um to have play or to have at the moulin rouge um which when you first see what they're coming up with for the play it takes place in switzerland and it's about a nun and they do a little play on sound and music Throw back to what we were talking about earlier with Sound of Music. So yes. I just wanted to pop that in there real quick. Because you, you pointed that out. And I was like, oh, yeah, Sound of Music. I, th- I thought I thought when I... Because I put uh, Sing in the Rain first. Mm-hmm. And yet Sound of Music has stolen the show once again. Yeah, I know. In a number of levels. Yeah. A number of enchilons. 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 <laughs> so then yes. they go to the Moulin Rouge and he... Uh, Ewan McGregor has to do a poetry reading for 
Satine? Satine, yes. And she mistakes him for a duke who's a wealthy investor. Mm-hmm. And then basically there's like a big switch em up that happens. And then she falls in love with Ewan McGregor. But the duke wants to be in love with her. And a lot of, um, you know, deceit and deception ensues. And then basically in order to kind of save their asses, because the duke walks in on Ewan McGregor and Satine. Um, it will. Nicole. Kidman, yeah, um, they're like, no, we're practicing for the play. And so they pitch this play to him. A rehearsal. Yep. And uh, then it's about coming up with the play. and Very meta at that point. Yes. Very meta. Because the play very much reflects... The actual what's actually happening being of the characters yes and then um little do we know or little do all the characters know we know this as the audience but nicole kidman has tuberculosis and she's gonna die which is hot tuberculosis was hot back then sexy as hell yes shout out to a podcast called sawbones it's a medical history podcast they do an episode about tuberculosis after she's dying of tuberculosis what happens after that she doesn't um, die yet take uh, us out how does the movie end so after she's dying from tuberculosis? No, I mean, little do we know she's dying from tuberculosis. They're working on the play. Then what happens? Well, there's many uh, foreshadowing hints that she's dying of tuberculosis. One part that I particularly like is um, when Jim Broadband's character uh, says blatantly to her that you're dying. You're mm-hmm. dying. Um, and Sigla. Uh, um, as he's called, uh, you know, says, no, it's, it's, it's no trick. It's no joke. You know, um, he already kind of is in on the taboo romance that, uh, she has with E. McGregor, with Christian. And, uh, she, he is basically saying the head honcho, the, uh, the, 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 um, uh, what would you call it? The owner of the, of the Moulin Rouge, who has a lot at stake because he's already signed over, uh, the deed to the Duke. Mm-hmm. He's saying that, you know, you are my last hope. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you need to do not necessarily what I say, but, you know, you need to kind of, you know, play ball because both of our asses are on the line right now. Yeah. Um, and that's that's something that adds a, a certain element to to the movie because the next scene is when Satine goes to the Duke and basically says, "Okay, uh, you know, you got me in a corner. I'm I'm here for you. I'm going to do what whatever you want." And yet, the art and talent and skill behind uh, the play, spectacular, spectacular, um, are all doing this crazy just ensemble piece of the police's Roxanne. I loved that scene. It that, was so good with the tango. Oh, God. Oh, it was oh awesome. God. And, and the, the way that he sang Roxanne, too. With that raspy, like, oh. like, 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 mm. like, you know, uh, you know, voice that he has yeah. there. It's, oh, and, and that's the, that's the unspoken brilliance of this movie is, mm-hmm. is, is the meshing and the melody of, of modern day hits. Yes. A modern day spanning from everything from the police, which was in the 1980s to Nirvana, which was in the 1990s. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it and, was, and you have the Beatles, you have Elton John, you have a, a whole number of things. So it was a musical, but it wasn't like an, originally written musical if you will and also i feel like the other 
musicals. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the other ones that you had on your list were ones that were originally made for the stage, whereas this musical was made to be a movie. And and, um, and, and that that's that's what I love about my original list is that you know I, I feel as if maybe there was a conversation between producers, studios, and whatever powers that be that governed the stage and plays. Which, what was the powers that be that governed the stage and Broadway and whatever? Because obviously, Hollywood won on those movies. They took Roger and Hammerstein's movies and they made it hits Mm -hmm. because they could have a wide distribution on it. And that's what i know i mean i mean singing in the rain that was that's that's a movie to me that's yeah. not a play yeah oklahoma that's a movie that's not a play to me but i think that it's because it's two different worlds because folks that are in like very much into musical theater like just know that all of these are plays by Roger hammerstein you know like i just think that it's two totally Do you different worlds you say worlds. stein or stein I guess I said Steen. Is it Stein? I did say Steen. It's Stein. Oh. Roger and Hammerstein. No. Oh, well, whatever. Okay. So, you know, like, but like a lot of, and I'm now I'm thinking of other Rogers Hammerstein plays that have been adapted into movies like South Pacific, King and I, um, you said Singing in the Rain, like. No. No, not Singing no, in the Rain. No. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Sorry, yeah. but still. Like, no, that's, no, Singing in the Rain is solely Gene Kelly. Oh, okay. But still, that's like so interesting that like those were, um. A lot of Rodgers Hammerstein movies, or not movies, ah, musicals got know, turned right? into movies for the screen. But this, but this movie, um, Moulin Rouge, was made to be a movie, and so they didn't come up with. I mean, I don't think that they purposely were like, "Well, we're making movies, so we're not coming up with an original score." I think that that was very much like intentional. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's interesting that they didn't come up with an original score. They just did um you know rewrites of of classic songs because then yeah. when you realize what song they're singing you're like oh my god it's so I know. cool you know and, and and they meshed it and they they, they re- remixed it which yeah. was which was such a just an unheard of thing yeah back prior in 2001 to yeah 2001 and i mean they had so many great songs i mean from from uh, you know you uh, uh, 2 to fucking um barber streisand uh, to, to, to Whitney Houston, to Nirvana, mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Air Supply, to uh, Elton John. I mean, all these just mm-hmm. crazy just movies that even if you didn't know, because uh, I even asked you when a song was being sung in the movie, I was like, who sings this? I yeah. know this song. Yeah. I know this song. And I had to look it up. And um, it's, 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 it, it, that, that, that is what is, a lot of the appeal of the movie, so. So I want to talk about costumes. Ooh, okay. Because um, they were awesome, basically. Okay. And um, what I really loved was, um, like, they, what they did was, um, even though Satine was supposed to be, like, a showgirl, she was also a courtesan and all this stuff, they kept a very specific silhouette for her in her costumes that was different than the rest of the showgirls. Um, which I appreciated. So she was very, very much, um, like 
I mean, like Art Nouveau was big back then. And so they kind of stuck with that sort of silhouette, which was like this very long and slender and slim. And even though the skirts were flowing, they were still very fitted A-line skirts with corsets and long sleeves. Um, and it was just really gorgeous. So it really like kind of set her apart from the rest of the showgirls who were kind of just wearing like poofy skirts more or less you know they would wear like the poofy can-can skirts and and whatever where she was always in these like long slender gowns um so i really liked that because they really kind of set her apart visually by giving her this like almost understated silhouette but still super elegant silhouette right she's the star of the show um and that was pretty much all i wanted to say about that (sighs) There's something else that popped into my head that I was like, wow, this is really good for the time period. But now I don't remember. Oh, here it is. This is a really random poll. But when they're doing the Like a Virgin song mm. um, in the Gothic Tower yes. and all the waiters are there and then they randomly pull out the um, the jellos Boob that jello? look like boobs. Yeah, the boob jello. Yeah. So, okay. So I thought that was a nice touch yeah. because back in the early 1900s, Aspic, a.k.a. Gelatin, was like all the rage like everything in gelatin in the early 1900s and not just um you know not just like jello like we talk about like jello cherry jello strawberry jello lime jello you know not like that but like flavorless gelatin with like stuff in it so it would be like salmon coated in aspic or something yeah i know super weird but like gelatin and gelatin molds were like a big deal so it totally made sense for them to have these silver trays with leaf lettuce and like gelatin on top well not necessarily the boob shape but (laughs) but but gelatin as a dish for their fancy dinner and i just thought that that was really funny like a funny way for them to like put something sort of um uh that goes with the time period yeah. in, but also like hilarious because like yeah. bouncy jello boobs are funny. So it, it, it works. Yeah, exactly. It fits. So it fits. that was something totally random that I was just like, oh wow, that super works for this. And it's such so. a short, like little yeah. clip. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. When you see it, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it was like take. nothing, but I had thoughts about it. So, and that's another uh, case in which you need to see a movie more than once to right? really understand yeah. it. You know, and I mean, you saw this movie a, a while ago, yeah. And you saw it now, and I'm sure certain things stood out to you. But you know, it's, it's uh, I think it's a good message to our listeners that even if you liked a movie, even if you're obsessed with it, even if you're just totally on board with everything it has to say, watch it again because I guarantee you will see something that you did not see before, and it will widen your range of perspective absolutely yeah i definitely definitely agree because i definitely picked up a lot of other things this and time as that once smart intelligent uh intellectual guy once said totes my goats <laughs> stupid so I, I will stand by that <laughs> well my goats do you want to move into our ratings or do you have anything else you want to add about the movie oh, first i have a, I have a heck of a lot more to add to the movie but i won't okay because this podcast will be too long so oh, i see let's go into the ratings <laughs> instead of having one of those super long episodes i think i've already prepped this movie for what i would rate it or think about it as far as top 10 movies 
it's up there for me. So what should should our rating system be? Glasses of absinthe. I that's so funny as you said that. Yes. I mean, okay. How many like green fairies would you give? Yeah, us or because they were like just that. drinking absinthe all over the place. Because that was how yes. it was back then. Yes. So absolutely. Or how many like weird like sex cage elephants would you give this movie? Because they, <laughs> they were in an elephant, and it was just solely for like you know doing the dirty deed. But that's, like, too hard of a thing to remember. Let's just do absinthe oh, glasses. Yeah, I, I, I it was mostly me just mentioning it for... The big, cool elephant. Shits and giggles. Which, that was apparently her room, but it was, like, totally open to the outside world. Does she ever get cold? I know. Or does she ever get uncomfortable? Or does like, she ever go inside? Or can they shut that? Like, it was totally open. Did she, she just had a really shitty life. Like, yeah. how many classes of absinthe would you give this? Shall I go first? Yes. Okay. I'm going to rate it high. Good. I do like it a lot. Good. Um, I think I'm going to put it at uh, 9 out of 10 glasses Ooh, of absinthe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was so, good. I really liked it. 9.0? Yes. Out of 10? Okay. Yes. All right. Yep. Well, this, I I mean, I can't go back on what I said about top 10 movies. Um, 9.5. Hell yeah. I mean, this is, right. I mean, obviously 10.10 10 is a perfect movie. And Moulin Rouge comes at 9.5. Awesome. So I will say that. All right. Cool. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us then. Toast my goats. Um, Thank you so much to the Scavengers Network for having us on. Uh, Tell a friend about the show if you like it. Uh, Go ahead and give us a like, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram. We're all over the internet. If you don't know how to find us by now, you should learn how to Google things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Oh. Is that a rap, Morgan? Yeah, sure. I've been your host, Morgan Spatola. I've been your rap, Thomas Jernigan. Wait, wait, what? It's the other way around, right? Let's take that again. I'll get it at one point. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying, guys. (laughs) Well, with that being said, that's a wrap. Bye.